0: With this week's press lunch and audio, you're going to hear from head coach Mike McIntyre first, then quarterback Kate Abse, defensive tackle Jordan Carroll, and finally injured quarterback Sefo Lufau, his first meeting with the media since injuring his foot.
1: The day's kind of crazy this week. Um, we had to go do the radio show. They moved the radio show up, so um, appreciate y'all waiting. and uh, um, We're excited about going and playing Utah. Um, they're an excellent, excellent football team. They always have a great atmosphere at their stadium also. Mm-hmm. And it uh, looks like it's going to be a beautiful 12-30 uh, kickoff. So we're excited about the 12:30 kickoff for sure. And our, our kids are too. So uh, I'll take any questions at this time.
2: Coach, obviously you want to win, you want to win, but how valuable will it be just to, if you could win and end the season on a frustrating season on a good note, Kind
1: of a list going into you know uh, you know definitely you want to win every every single game that you know the thing about being the last game is it, kind of final so you win it, it stays with you longer of course um but also you know the seniors um you want to definitely win for them that they, they don't step out there again and i think that's the finality of it when you kind of look around the locker room the other players do when the the Freshmen realize they're going to be sophomores when the game's over. Sophomores are going to be juniors, and juniors realize they're going to be seniors. It's kind of an interesting dynamic, um, and uh, but it is exciting and uh, playing against a very good football team, and it, it'd be nice to definitely uh, beat them. Like not too long ago, they were number
3: three in the country, mm-hmm. and they've really struggled a little bit recently. What are you seeing that they're not doing that they were doing earlier in the season? Um I know but, offensive some
1: injuries too. Right, you know, our, our, the Pac-12 is a good football league, and I think that's what. What we see, you know, when you play nine games in the Pac-12 and other leagues only play eight, um, this is going to keep happening for a while, I think, because um, there's so much parity in our league. And uh, I think that that's what you've seen. You know, they've had some injuries, just, but all of us have. And uh, you've got to find a way to try to, to overcome it. Um, but I, I still see a very, very good football team.
4: You say the league's really good, and we all know it is, and winning, obviously, is hard, and you're learning that again this year. I guess, um, are you surprised at the difficulty it's taken for your team to, I guess, learn how to win?
1: I, I think that we just keep maturing, um, and I knew it was going to be tough. Of course, you, there's a couple games, for sure, we should have won. Um, that would have made a huge difference, um, and we didn't get over the hump. It definitely. Um, We would like to be further along as far as that goes. Um, You know, we're still got it. You know, next year we'll have a a bigger group of seniors, which would be great. We'll have a higher majority of our team, would be juniors and seniors. It'd be awesome. And I think that helps because they've been in the games um, and be able to to get over the hump on more of those games than we did. Do you know what those numbers are?
2: I think if you're losing 15 seniors, how many juniors will you, do you have now?
1: Well, some of our guys got hurt that would have been juniors, Now that would have been seniors. Uh, it would be around around the ballpark. If we have around 22 or so seniors, and we'll have around 25 or more juniors that would be in that area um, and on that side of it.
0: Coach, uh, there's a certain aspect
1: of rivalry between CU and Utah. Would you say that Utah is somewhat of a rival of CU? I, you know, being the, it's the last game of the year, uh, I think, and that's kind of when rivalries, a lot of the rival things happen, um, either at the beginning of the year or the end. Um, and I think that, you know, this is rivalry week um, within the Pac 12, and they, we both came into the Pac 12 at the same time, um, very close in proximity of states. So I think as more and more games happen and uh, as more and more competition happens in those games and there's some wild finishes and some wild games, I think that it become more and more of a rivalry-type um, aspect.
5: You had said last week that if Seppo was able, he would go on the Utah trip. Is that going to work out?
1: Um, he's still, um, in the, you know, he's still, of course, in the cast and all of that. Um, we've talked about a little bit. It depends on how he feels and the you know, flying on the plane with the cast and the crutches and um, all that type of thing. I
2: know there's a lot that you can't or don't want to talk about when it comes to recruiting, but can you just tell us, will you be out on the recruiting
1: trail like right after the game on Saturday? or What What, what is your next week look like as a coach? Uh, Well, the, the next week, you uh, you know, you meet with your players, um, and then they're getting ready to, to go home. Um, uh, after thanksgiving they got to finish up the exams and all that before Christmas and then you're out on the road recruiting and you have your staff out we've already planned it all have it all so I'll, I'll be a, I'll be kind of a little bit of everywhere um, and, and doing different administrative type things with our team um, and also um, meeting with the seniors we have banquet um, I'll be on the road recruiting it's a combination of all of that so go
0: ahead to follow up on that um, where would you say that um, the, the recruiting, I guess, momentum is right now, given the good showings that you guys have had against name program brand programs like USC and UCLA, that a lot of kids are there to see, the facility growth? Where, where do you think the progress is recruiting wise for you guys right now? And what, what is the kind of opinion of recruits of the program at this point?
1: Well, I feel like it's going well. You know, we, we have quite a few commitments right now. Um, I feel like that's going really well. We don't have a lot of scholarships to offer, so you're kind of in a situation now where you're kind of having to. You're recruiting as hard as you can, but you're also having to slow down a little bit because you can't get over too overcommitted uh, on that situation. And uh, but I feel like it's going really well. They, there's been a lot of uh, great response to our facility. There's been a lot of great response to how we're how we how we've been playing. Of course. Um, You know, a few more wins definitely uh, would have helped in a lot of situations. But uh, I think the recruiting aspect of it is going well.
6: Coach Stephos said all he expects when he returns is an opportunity to compete for his spot again. Do you expect that to be a fairly open competition?
1: Well, um, it's. I tell all our guys every spring, everything's open. Now he won't be there in the spring, so when we fall camp comes, um, it's always open. You got to compete to go and. Um, you're not just handed it to you and I think the competition factor I think elevates you to, to make you better um, But I you know he's done a lot of great things for us um, And uh, you know it's really a shame he, he got hurt in that game He was um, I thought he was on fire and playing really well and We were kind of clicking and uh, I thought that was kind of kind of be his moment uh, in a way And uh, that was that was rough, but uh, I, I think he's a heck of a leader for us and I think he's a good player and um, I, I'm glad he's gonna be back for another year and hopefully that all goes well and <coughs> Um, you know, of course, he'll have a, a great opportunity to be our starter, uh, but there's always a competition factor with any of the guys on our team.
5: Given, given how much experience he has, would you say hold that position open through spring and into fall and, you know, and kind of resume or reopen the
1: competition? Well, the, the thing you know, have to look at, the main thing you have to look at is what his health is going to be. A Liz Frank is not a guarantee. Uh, that takes a while sometimes. And, to, you know, hopefully he's back going full speed and able to go. So I'll have to we'll, – the trainers and the doctors, and we'll all have to look at that because sometimes those things take – you want to say four or five or six months, but some, you've, I've had guys before that come back, they were able to go, and I've had other guys that came back, it was still sore, he still wasn't ready, and you had to give them a little bit more time. Um, he had, does have a red shirt year available, um, and I hope that doesn't happen. But first and foremost, it's going to be the health of, of Cepho, and then we'll go from there.
2: Coach, this is begging the obvious, but just to be clear, the reason that you don't have a lot of scholarships to offer is kind of the flip side of only
1: losing 15 seniors, right? Yes, it definitely is. We've retained a lot of young men, which is is critical in rebuilding a program. And you have to build them. You have to develop them. Um, They have to learn how to win. They have to be able to all of us work together. And now we've got a lot of guys next year that have truly played a lot. Um, we'll have a, we'll have quite a bit of depth on defense. Um, you know, we'll get Addison Gillum back. We'll get Ryan Moeller back. I mean, I can just keep. We'll, hopefully, we'll get um, other guys back. Um, and then defensively, we'll get Jeremy Irwin back. We'll and uh, we'll have other guys. We'll have Cepho coming back. We'll have Michael Atkins coming back. I can just kind of keep going along okay. down the road. Um, so it's kind of a mixed question man. Yeah, you're,
2: you've got a big junior and sophomore classes. You're not losing that many, but also right. you're going to have a lot of spots to
0: offer. Right. It's been a little
1: while. You mentioned Ryan Moore. It's been a little while since that moped accident. How is his recovery coming along? Is it precautionary at this point? Yes, he's he's doing well. He still has um, uh, he, he still has that some bad whiplash in his neck. You know, he still when you talk to him, he can't turn. You know, he's going to be fine, but he's still the muscles with that. I've never been in a really bad car accident like that, but I've talked to people that have, and they say it takes a while for that to come back, and especially when he's going to run into guys on a football field. Um, you got to make sure everything's exactly okay. So it, it is, but uh, he's not going to be able to, to play this week. It's really a shame. Um, I wish that guy wouldn't have given him a lift on his moped. <laughs> a couple other guys, uh,
3: uh, Steverson um, and uh, Jay. Michael right. Dyer. Uh, how about uh, Michael Atkins? Do you know
1: any more about those guys? Um, you know, the Michael won't be able to play. We're gonna, Ryan and um, uh, Jay will be a game time decision. Um, they've been doing a little bit out there. We'll see how they are um, when he, when we get to the game. Michael didn't get that red shirt, though, right? Um, that's what we believe would happen. Yes.
0: Coach, uh, I know you care about all your guys. Uh huh. Sefo and Ryan are two guys I know you care about a lot, and obviously your son. Does it hurt you to see them? A you know, son. <laughs> okay. Does it hurt you to see them? You know, hurt not being able to play, not being able to go out there a little bit, even more so.
1: Well, it does with all the all the guys, um, and uh, you know, the way Ryan's happened is you're you very sympathetic. You know, Cepho's that was probably the least amount he almost got hit all year. It was kind of like a pile falling on him. You know, you think I thought Cade's answer was good. He didn't get up, you know, because Cepo always gets up. Um, so you you watch that and but you know, the thing that bothered me the most about Cepho is I, he had an unbelievable week of practice that week. He was on fire, and he would, you could just see it in his eyes, and you could see it in our team. And um, that, that, was, uh, that was disheartening at that moment.
4: Speaking more about Seppo, and I'm sure well, you may be aware of it, you may not, but there's a large contingent of fans in the program who, you know, I guess they're not on his side. They want to see a change in quarterback. They think that because his record is whatever it is, that he can't win as a quarterback. I guess what's your thinking when you hear stuff like that and mm-hmm. you have an
1: opinion on that? Right? Uh, I really don't listen to anybody else, right. to be honest with you at all. Um, and I really don't hear any of that because I don't look at anything or read anything. Mm-hmm. or um, And so uh, we do what we feel like is best for our team at, at the at, with our football team at every position and, uh, and, and work from there. And I think our team has kind of grown. Cepho has – I think he was a little bit ahead of our team, to be honest. When he first got here, he was able to play true as a true freshman and compete, and our team's kind of catching up with him. Um, and uh, that's why I, I felt like the USC time would kind of been a, a time if there's those people out there that would kind of got off his back, uh, and it didn't happen because he got hurt. But at quarterback, you're gonna always get that. Uh, seems like to me, maybe the best one ever is getting it right now. <laughs> so, you know, it's just part of the territory.
0: Um, just one more follow-up on, on the recruiting. What, what is the challenge in, in recruiting? What are some of the challenges of recruiting today's kind of modern athlete that, that might not have been around before? And to see you have any unique challenges when it comes to... Recruiting. Say that
1: one more time. I'm sorry.
0: Are there any challenges that are unique or that are different now in recruiting kind of the modern-day high school athlete that maybe weren't around in the beginning of your career, and to see you have any unique challenges
1: in that regard? This is the unique thing right here. The telephone, the Internet, the blogs, the instant uh, media, the, all that type of stuff is a whole new realm in recruiting. Um, and uh, and then the other thing, recruiting has sped up. You've heard that said a bunch. It has sped up. Um, you know, I played a long time ago, but even when I was uh, – coaching at Ole Miss which wasn't too long ago and um, and really even at, at Duke it started accelerating when I came back out of the NFL um, is the acceleration of kids committing in the summers I thought wow that's now they're committing as juniors um, before they even finish their you know, junior year um, which is interesting so um, I think it's so sped up um, that, and I guess there's nothing you can do to stop it right now I do know they're talking about some rules to be able to allow you to talk to them in the spring and different things like that at their junior year and get to know them and, and all that type of thing, which would, which would be good. Uh, but it, it is sped up. And I think one of the things that's made it speed up also is the ability of access to really high quality video that you can evaluate a player quicker than you used to could. and. Um, Everybody remembers the old VHS tapes? Well, you couldn't send those everywhere. I remember I used to go to high schools, and I'd have my own with me, and instead of giving the coach the envelope, I'd just sit there. and If I really liked the guy, I'd sit there and make a copy myself. i said, Coach, can I copy this? I'd wait another 30 minutes so I could take it with me to show our head coach. Um, so I think that that um, video um, that you're able to get and on your own phone, you can watch them, and, and all the stuff on Huddle and Internet has also sped that up to an extent. But I still believe um, they'll all say that um, the eye in the sky doesn't lie you know, when you're watching the camera. But I also believe it doesn't tell all the truth either. So I think you have to try to go see them in person the best you can. Does
0: it change the way you create relationships, you talk about this speed up, how, how much more difficult is talking yeah, so much about those solid relationships it, that you build. It,
1: like I, I uh, told my daughter and my boys, there's no way I'd want to date today at all <laughs> with phones and video that's the same way recruiting is it's like you're trying to date the kid you know you're doing on the you know you got a um, direct message and you got this and you got that and the phone and it's you know you got emails and Facebook and it's all that kind of stuff and um, uh, so I think that's that's kind of how it is it's a different type of you know you're recruiting you're kind of wooing the guy and he's trying to check y'all out so it's kind of the same thing and um, and uh, it's a, it's an interesting deal. Cade struck out the old-fashioned way.
4: <laughs> yeah. Cade <laughs> said he uh, approached his offensive line receivers and apologized for some of the comments he made after the game against Washington State. He had some things he said, I guess, to the writers. That some people perceived as maybe throwing some teammates under the bus. He said he apologized to them, and he said everyone seemed fine with it. Um, you're bringing a new quarterback along. Did you... Say anything to Kate? Do you know anything about this?
1: I don't know anything about that. That's the first time I've heard anything about it. He said so. something
4: like Nelson was the only reliable receiver and the offensive line didn't get a push. I mean, he just kind of had some things that some people read and went, oh, wow, he really shouldn't mm-hmm. be saying those things. But he said he apologized. So you knew nothing about it? Nope. No, okay. I
1: didn't. But I, I'm good that Cade back, came back and apologized. That's the type of kid he is. Um, and, you know, he's young and people get frustrated at times.
3: Offensive line has obviously gone through it, just a ton of injuries, and yep. another one with Jonathan Nuckins. Yeah, um, Bernardi said he's never really had a season like this before. Have you ever had a season like this before? And and as a politician, how has that really stunted the development of this offense this year? <coughs> you haven't had that consistency, you've got a new
7: group in there
1: every game. Right. I, you know, the offensive line is the stable of your offense. There's no doubt about it, and it stabilizes it. It gives it um, kind of makes the engine go, so to speak. Um, and with all the different injuries um, that we've had there every week, um, it has um, made it tougher um, to be consistent. Um, and uh, so um, the, the flip positive side of that is all those guys are coming back at Steph, Stephon, and, uh, and they've all played a lot. So we'll have a lot of guys that have played. So hopefully we don't have that type of many injuries next year. Um, I would doubt we would. Um, but at least we've got guys that have played a lot, and you've got more experience and um, that type of thing. But that has um, it has made it tough at times, especially when you use a lot of guys first starts.
3: As a follow-up to that, what do these guys need to do in the off-season to play better? Is it they need to get? Is it just stronger? Um,
1: yeah, some of them definitely need to get stronger. Um, they had gotten stronger. They need to go another phase on that area. Um, and then some of them have actually. I'll uh, use John LaCella Each game, he's got progressively better. Um, And then he'll get stronger over this offseason, and I I think that it has helped him. Um, You would have liked to wait one more year before he got thrown into the fire as much, Um, but uh, I'll use him as a prime example. I think he has gotten better, and I think that he'll know how much stronger he's got to be and how much harder he has to work in that phase of it. And then certain things when he goes back and we meet with him individually and say, okay, Here's your film from the year we're looking at. Here's your positives. Here's your negatives. And he'll look and say, okay, I see a couple of my negative flaws that I need to work on and uh, and be able to, to improve those areas. Anything else for
5: Coach? And i ask the last one, Larry Zimmer's
1: last game. Your thoughts? You just get the radio show with him. So thoughts on Larry. Well, it, it's been awesome. Uh, of course, working with Larry, um, and then, of course, we all know we've talked about a lot going through what we went through with him last year, and, and really getting to know him and Bridget even at a closer bonding type situation. My wife and I watching him struggle, and then seeing him now with his smile, and um, and being able to do something that he loves to do, and you know he's made a lot of people over the years happy to hear that voice, and I know a lot of people will be sad when that voice goes off the air Saturday. So that's another final thing, and you know. Uh, Getting old's no fun. And uh, um, but it's also great that he's able to do it the way he's doing it and go out the way he's going out. So all right, thank you. After looking at the film, how'd you feel when you played against Washington State?
6: Uh, I think I think it was pretty much an average an average uh, performance. Um, uh, like coach Lingering told me there's so there's things that there he saw a lot of good things out there, he also saw a lot of bad. Uh, obviously I'd rather lean forward lean toward uh, the good things. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think it was an average performance. Uh, there's some things of course that uh, I could have done better on. So. Okay, what plagued looked you guys in the red zone and, and kind of stopped you
7: from being able to have more points.
6: Uh, I think it was a collective offensive effort. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of different mistakes made um, you know, off sides. Um, holding, just bad snaps, all that stuff, bad throws. Um, so yeah, it wasn't uh, like a specific position or uh, you know something that went wrong. Just as a, I think it was a collective effort. Just, we just couldn't, couldn't capitalize, couldn't punch one in. So. How much
5: do you feel that uh, Washington State really tried to confuse you?
6: Uh, not a lot at all, I don't think. Um, they didn't show anything new that uh, we didn't see on film. Um, there wasn't a lot of yeah. There wasn't a lot of new things, uh, a lot of things that I wasn't used to. Um, yeah, pretty much everything that we saw on film they brought. Um,
7: so.
4: I think a lot of people were surprised that CU came out throwing the ball so early with a first-time starting quarterback going against the 11th worst rush team in the Pac-12 and Washington State's run defense. You guys came out slinging it all around. Did you feel like? That was a good confidence boost by your coaches. I don't know if that was a game plan. I assume
6: it was. But oh yeah, yeah. The ball um, in your hands right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Coach Slinger told me uh, at the beginning of the week last week that uh, uh, he wanted to start. Uh, so sort I of started the game first offensive drive. with just A bunch of passes get me getting me in a uh, good rhythm. Uh, yeah, it definitely a confidence booster uh, coming out immediately throwing the ball. Uh, definitely set up a lot of a lot of good passes for me like throughout the game. Uh, so yeah, def- I think it was. Definite confidence boosting. Okay,
3: from a leadership standpoint, um, what did you get out of that game at the, end of the day that maybe you could uh, do better or that needs to be done uh,
6: better in the future? Um, one thing was just experience, uh, just having that experience on uh, my belt. Uh, Other thing that I uh, stated in interviews throughout the week was that the, vo- the vocal leader of leader myself, um, speaking louder, because uh, there were times when you know the lineman didn't hear the call or couldn't hear the cadence or the snap or whatever. Um, so that, uh, as much as I said I was trying to work on that, I think it was definitely lacking, I think, in this game, in the past game. Do you think that contributed all
3: to the all-starts?
6: Uh, yeah, yeah, the noise and uh, just the, the the handling the, the crowd noise, um, my part, the, the being loud and all that stuff, yeah, uh, definitely, yeah.
5: Seppo said that he had tried to help you as much as possible, given his mobility. But how much has he been able to
6: help you? Oh, a lot, a lot. The past two weeks he's been um, giving me advice, just, uh, just being a quarterback in general, really. Uh, I, look, I looked up to him uh, as a backup, and just kind of, the beginning of uh, fall camp is just kind of mirroring what, what he would do um, with like film and his work ethic and stuff like that. And I, I respect him a lot, and I looked up to him. And like I said, yeah, I just followed him as a quarterback and as a man uh, off the field as well. Uh, just, yeah, he's a great role model.
4: He said he's not sure if he'll make the trip to Utah It's up to his doctors and coach, but if it were up to him, he said he'd go. Hmm. Would you like Sefo to be there this weekend? And how much of a help do you think he can be?
6: Absolutely. I'd love for him to be on the sideline. Uh, it's, just, it's just like, uh, it's kind of the same as having Coach Linger on the sideline. Um, just having an extra... Extra set of eyes, uh, extra voice uh, in my ear, and uh, helping me throughout the game. Um, yeah, I definitely, definitely love that. If he came,
4: some people um, read your post-game comments and sort of took it as to maybe you had thrown some teammates under the bus mm-hmm. or something like that. I guess, um, have any of your coaches or teammates talked to you about that? Has that been a big deal since then, or where does that stand?
6: Uh, you know, I've I've actually apologized to uh, the receivers and the linemen, especially. Uh, I know I made some pretty pretty kind of harsh comments, and I didn't realize that I was at the time. You know, just kind of that post game uh, emotions just kind of got the best of me. Um, when I did apologize to them, they didn't they didn't really uh, <laughs> uh, take much of it. Kind of just uh, they didn't really care much, uh, especially the linemen. They didn't uh, they didn't really care. Uh, they don't read, they don't really read all that stuff anyway. So uh, yeah, it was definitely uh, some harsh comments that I made, uh, and I. Apologize to them, but, uh, yeah, they didn't, they didn't mind it at all. So you don't
4: sense that there's any frayed relationships or tension? Or no,
6: nah, nah, we're all pretty close anyway, so, like, even if I did say something, like, really bad to them, like, to their face, they probably wouldn't care. Okay. So
3: yeah, Just in general, uh, the team was frustrated with the performance, and um, there was a lot of talk, there wasn't a lot of fight out of the team. Um, have you seen more of that this week, That there's the determination to, to not let that happen? Because that's only happened a couple times this year, for the most part, you guys have been competitive. Is there
6: a determination to finish strong and finish you know, like you have most of the year? Yeah, um, I think the mindset this week is just to get the seniors a, get the seniors a W. Um, you know, when we talked about that the senior day game, uh, our main goal was just to get get them get them a W at home for the last game and uh, I think because we didn't obviously we didn't get that W, I think that that mindset just kinda of carried over this week as our last week. So.
5: Has the, has the offense been scaled back any for you? Are you pretty much operating the same stuff that Seppo was?
6: Yeah, it's pretty much the same. Um, I know some of the play calls are tailored toward my, uh, my strengths. Uh, Coach Singer told me, um, yeah, they're, he's trying to just kind of build on my strengths and then you know, uh, just kind of steer away from my weaknesses as well, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of getting out of the pocket for me. I think throwing the ball in the run, um, I think I've had a little bit more uh, strength than that. I've um, done a better job. Uh, but yeah, I think it, the game plan is it's pretty much the same, just, just the throws in general. Just, uh, yeah, just getting out of the pocket and, you know, uh, working on my, my strengths. So. Are you
3: comfortable running?
6: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm not the fastest guy on the field, but uh, if I had to run, I, had, you know, I think I'd be okay.
3: Seem to be throwing a
6: little bit more uh, to the tight ends than Seppo did. Um, is that by design, or is there a comfort level you have with those guys? Uh, yeah, I think um, especially with Dylan Kini, um, he's in my class, and i he's my roommate, and uh, yeah, we've we played catch a bunch of times, of course, and I just have that yeah, I just have that comfort that comfort level with him.
3: So
6: he's benefiting from you being <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the ball To, to Nelson, uh, ten times. Is it? Is he a, uh, almost a security blanket out there for, for a quarterback who's kind of getting used to things? Uh, I think yeah. The player like that, you know, can like, you know, make plays, catch the ball uh, wherever you put it. Um, I mean, uh, any any receiver like that um, is a benefit to any quarterback. So um, yeah, just having having a weapon out there like Nelson Spruce, obviously, you know, if you need to get the ball out and uh, you you can be confident that a receiver like him will catch the ball. So. For Gabe, closing statement. Thanks for having me.
5: Fire away, questions? Jordan, would you uh, reflect on your first year at this level and what's gone well? What do you need to brush up on? That kind of thing.
7: Yeah, I think it's been a a fun year, you know, coming from a junior college. uh, It was a hard transition, just like getting adapted to school and just being around the guys just because I'm the new guy and everything like that but uh, everybody was like welcoming and everything so that helps to um, kind of work into my position and everything and um, with Levitt coming in uh, I felt like it was, I kind of like not had the advantage but like I just just the same like equal opportunity as everybody else because everybody had to run a new defense and everything so um Throughout the season, you know, we had some tough, tough breaks, but uh, I felt like we grew a lot as a defense uh, from when Levitt first got here to now. Um, and credit to him and the staff because, like, it is a, a tough defense and I um, felt like we did a good job throughout the season with it. Jordan, is
6: this the most football you've ever played in the season?
7: No. The snaps? No. Uh, I mean, at this level, yeah, uh, high school I played both ways. Um, well, I was an offensive center in high school and defensive end, so I know what it's like. I mean, it's not the games aren't as long, but just as much reps, you know. Um, junior college, I probably say I average about sixty, sixty to seventy snaps a game.
0: Knowing that this is the
8: last game of the season, is there any different feeling out there on the practice fields
7: this week? Uh, I mean, yeah, it was like rough knowing that we don't get to get a chance to go after a bowl game, but um, now it's all about. Uh, uh, just doing it for the seniors, you know. It's their last time suiting up in the bus uniform, so I hope that we just go out there and uh, do it. We're asked and execute on all cylinders, you know what I'm saying? And and just hopefully we win, you know, because I know we can beat them. I wasn't I wasn't here and like I didn't really watch the game from last year, but I know that it was pretty close till the end. And um, I feel like we're a stronger team, so we can we can definitely get after them this year. How about wanting to
2: finish on a good note and take a a good taste and into the off you want to win, you win. You to get that, but is there a little bit of extra motivation that you
7: really like to go into the off season, you know, with a yeah, no doubt. I mean, I want to be able to go home to to my family and friends and just know that we ended the season with a win, you know, and we didn't back down. And uh, just because we know that we don't have a chance for a bowl game, it's about uh, they're going to talk about this game leading into next year, so we got to and on a good note, and um, I know we can. Jordan, how frustrating is it to, <clears throat>
4: I guess, be involved in these games where you know, a lot of people, I guess the narrative in the media is the Buffs are still trying to learn how to win. I don't know if that's accurate, but it just seems like whether it's offense, defense, or special teams, it hasn't been a complementary scheme to get those wins. How frustrating is it to know kind of after all these games what have coulda, shoulda?
7: Yeah, just knowing how much work we put in the off season and everything like that. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it, it is like if we would have done this, we would have executed that. Or just like looking back at the UCLA game, you know, like there was a play where it came down to me and the other defensive tackle, and uh, it was just lack of communication, and we, we ran the wrong play, and uh, it hurt us. So, like, there, it's just been close all year, you know, and that's how, like, I guess the theme's been for the last couple of years for the for our team is just we're right there. But, uh, this off season, you know, we really got to dial in and get uh, get stronger and just like continue to work and grow as a team, you know, because we got a big junior class that's coming back next year, and uh, we got to all come together with uh, a lot more leadership this year, and uh, it starts right after the season, you know.
4: The team showed a lot of resolve this year despite a frustrating season. Do you have any doubt that that resolve will continue in the off season? What was your question? Uh, the team showed a lot of resolve, a lot of grit. You know, you haven't given up. You keep fighting. Do you have any doubts that, that will continue in the offseason?
7: Yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, just from the defensive side of it, um, I know Levitt's already talking about, like, winter conditioning because he wasn't here. So uh, it'll be it'll be nice to see the changes made because I know that we need to make a change with uh, just, like, how we do, like, um, our strength program or, and running and everything like that. So it'll be I mean, hopefully that it carries the attitude carries on to the off season, and knowing that uh, we can compete and win in this league. Any other questions?
4: Anything else for? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That it? it? Thanks, Jordan.
8: No problem. Thanks,
7: Jordan.
5: For <laughs> questions or stuff?
2: So just a point of fact: the surgery is Friday, is that right?
8: Uh, yeah, last Friday it was.
6: Everything go uh, according to plan there?
8: Yeah, the doctor came in. Uh, I guess he talked to me after surgery, and I don't remember. Uh, but he <laughs> talked to him today, and he said everything went perfectly fine. And um, Yeah, just kind of waiting, uh, patiently waiting.
4: What's the timetable like for your, your understanding?
8: Uh, six months, doctor said. Okay. Um, knowing me, I'll try and push the timeline. But um, he said six months right now.
0: Did you know right away that it was pretty serious or was it not until the doctors gave you the
8: diagnosis? Uh, I think I had a, a feeling. Uh, I tried to stand up and uh, I went back down on my knees and I kind of had a feeling, you know, that I think this one finally got me. And uh, they kind of uh, took x-rays and they said, you know, I think, I think you did something to your foot. And so um, confirmed, I guess, at halftime or before halftime because I came back out. What, what happened during the play
0: that led to the
8: injury? Uh, So uh, I was on the ball of my foot, and uh, the defender and all his weight came down, and my foot didn't straighten out in time. And so, um, yeah, so unfortunate injury. Um, But uh, you, you kind of live and move on from it.
2: Could you describe, I mean, we, we can all assume what you were feeling emotionally, but could you describe what the next 20 minutes or half hour was like? I know I was watching you on binoculars, and... You're on the training table on the sideline at one point, and kind of slammed the table because you knew you were done. Uh, But can you describe what you were going through
8: emotionally? I was really frustrated. You know, I think that the only other time I've ever been, I guess, taken out of a game uh, in terms of injury was a concussion last year, and uh, it's really frustrating. You know, obviously you alluded to me slamming my hand on the table, and uh, it kind of helped that my dad was right there. I didn't know he was right there on the railing. uh, but I could I could tell it was his voice, even though my head wasn't looking up, and he told me about to on the table, uh, which kind of really helped me, you know, kind of calm down. And uh, he just told me to, I guess, be a leader on the sideline for the rest of the game. Uh, and you know, we didn't know us for the rest of the season. But um, yeah, you know, you, you're just frustrated because you want to be out there with your teammates. And you know, I felt like I was in a really good rhythm uh, for that game. But uh, you live and you move on, and um, just uh, be there for my teammates the rest of the year. Yeah,
2: kind of a timeline question, so go off, you thought it was pretty bad, but I'm guessing you didn't know for sure until you went in the locker room about an x-ray, is that what happened, or when did you know what it was and that you were
8: definitely out? After the game, uh, we knew for sure, uh, when everyone kind of looked at the x-rays and um, kind of what I could and couldn't do on my foot, and uh, that's kind of when I knew for sure, and got the specific name and, and all that comes with it. How about pain? Uh, no pain right now. Uh, no pain. Oh. Then.
2: How,
8: how much pain then? Uh, just throbbing, I guess. It felt like a really big bruise on my foot. Yeah.
5: Have you, you reached act- out? Have you reached out to anyone who had a similar injury and talked about the timeline of rehab or anything like
8: that? Uh, actually, after the game, uh, Mr. Brown actually talked to me a bunch. Uh, Chad Brown, but uh, Mr. Brown talked to me a bunch about. Uh, having a similar injury when he was in the NFL and kind of how he dealt with it and what to expect kind of in the rehab process and not to push it. And so other than that, I haven't talked to anyone who's had the injury, but you know just having that after the game, it was a comforting feeling knowing that uh, you know it wasn't career ending or uh, anything that would uh, I guess make it harder for me to come back. Uh, it would take some time, but you know, I can come back and, and be my normal self.
2: We told you were a great help to Kate
8: in the second half of that game. Obviously, you couldn't go to Washington State. Would you be going to Utah and helping them out? I have no idea if I'm going to Utah. You know, I think that um, it's, uh, I guess, up in the air. But um, I'm just doing whatever I can right now to help the team. You know, I can't really go down to practice right now. I'm just doing my best to elevate my foot. And so, uh, you, know, I've, you know, I, I helped Cade in that game. You know, he did really well last week. You know, obviously not everything went... Uh, his way or the team's way, but you know, I think for the most part he played a pretty good game last week.
6: Coach Mack said it was going to be really weird for him to not have you on the sidelines last week. Conversely, how weird was it for you to kind of have to stay home?
8: Uh, very weird. You know, I, I was there with um, actually Derek's mom, my mom, my brother, and one of my roommates just kind of watching, and for the most part I tried to keep quiet. Um, you know, I knew the game plan, you know, going to meetings all week, and uh, knew what players were running, and uh, just frustrating. You know, kind of seeing um, what goes on and being the person I am, I want to help any way I can. And uh, you can't really help on the couch with your foot up. So uh, it's just frustrating overall and uh, just kind of watch.
4: If the decision was 100% in your hands, would you want to go to Utah? And what role do you think you could be a help to Kate in the offensive coaching
8: staff? If if it doesn't hurt my health, you know, I, I want to go to Utah. Um, but, you know, it's all up to the doctors and coach you know, on that matter.
2: So yeah. What kind of things can you do? You obviously can't run, do all those kinds of things. But what can you do during the this off season to keep your game sharp and to uh, keep up with the
5: game?
8: I just think uh, mentally get stronger, you know, become even more of a leader. You know, I think that I haven't been the best leader. And, you know, it's, I guess, a good time to reflect as well. And, you know, I was talking to my uh, girlfriend after the game, and she told me maybe it's a blessing in disguise. You know, my, I haven't had a break since, I guess, high school. You know, I came right out of high school, and then I've been playing for a long time. And uh, I had the separated shoulder at the beginning of the year, and so I think it's a good time to uh, rest the body physically and then just, in turn, focus on mentally um, preparing myself for next year. And, you know, even though you can't go into spring ball, you know, I'll be at the meetings, um, learning and seeing what the other guys see on film and on the field. And so it's uh, not a chance for me to physically get better, you know, for a little bit. But I think mentally you, you still have the opportunity to get better uh, each and every day.
3: So how do you say you have not been a
8: good leader? You know, I just think that sometimes I'm not the mo- most vocal person. You know, sometimes I like to lead by example. Um, and... That doesn't always work well um, with some guys. You know, everyone's different. Everyone learns a different way. Everyone needs um, a different way to be led, and uh, I just have to do a better job, in my opinion, of, of doing that. And I don't think, by any means, I'm a terrible leader, but uh, I think there's just room to improve.
5: Does it bother you at all that you were so close to the career passing record, and you know, your season was cut short?
8: I just think it's more frustrating that my season was cut short. You know, records are. Um, are there? They're meant to be broken. I'm sure, you know, if I'm blessed enough to break it next year, yeah, that someone will break it down the road. And so, uh, I'm just more frustrated that the season ended so quickly. I guess you know, it's just another reminder that you know anything could be taken away from you in a uh, split second.
3: Do you think it can benefit you to kind of step back and look at the game from a different perspective now that you can't impact it and just kind of see things that maybe coaches see that as a player you can't see.
8: Yeah, definitely. You know, even in the game against uh, WSU, I think there was a lot of things that, you know, I saw on TV, not even from, like, a, I guess, film studying point of view. Um, that, you know, I was like, hey, I can see this now. It's, you know, I'm not behind center. Kind of dodge a bunch of people. Um, you know, I can just kind of see the defense and what they're doing. And um, It's definitely a, a different way to learn. Um, and it'll, I think it will help me going forward into next year.
4: What's your relationship like with Cade? Um, his emotions might have gotten the best of him at times in that game against Washington State, and after the game he had some comments that some people perceived as maybe throwing some teammates under the bus. Have you talked to Cade about that? Do you have a relationship where you can approach Cade about maybe how to handle that kind of stuff?
8: I haven't talked to him about it yet. You know, I think that in the heat of, I guess, the battle and then right after, you know, sometimes your emotions can get the best of you. And he means well. You know, he's a great teammate to everyone. And um, I think some of them possibly could be taken out of context. I haven't seen any of the video or anything. And so, you know, he's he's a great guy. You know, he's really laid back. You know, I wouldn't say we're the the closest of guys that we hang out all the time. Um, But, you know, I'll talk to him about it. He's still young. You know, that doesn't excuse him for, you know, whatever he may or may not have said. But, um, you know, he'll learn from this. um, And, you know, he'll be better for next week.
5: Did you tell me you got a text from somebody?
8: Oh, yeah, um, so I got a text from Cordell Stewart. Um, you know, I, I guess I broke the record for most yards ever, so um, that was a that was a really cool experience to get a text from him. Um, definitely lightened up the mood of uh, the night after, I guess, of hurting my foot. So, um, you know, just blessed to have the support of, you know, not only Cordell Stewart, but uh, a lot of other guys um, who come back and um, show their support for the team.
4: What did the text say, or what, was it just a...
8: Uh, just uh, congrats big fella, you know, I know it sucks that, you know, I hurt my foot, but, you know, congrats on breaking the record, and um, yeah, I mean, that's what it said, basically.
4: Is it true that you, after the injury, you tried to get back in the game and tried to ask Coach to go back in?
8: Yeah, yeah, um, I'm stubborn. You know, anytime anyone asks me if uh, I'm okay, I'll tell you I'm alright and I'm good to go, Um uh, we tried to wrap it up, and I, I still couldn't feel it. And, well, I could feel it, but um, I, I didn't feel uh, like I was well enough to go back in. And so uh, the trainer asked me like one more time, and you know, I just kind of stared at him, and uh, he knew, I guess, because I didn't say anything. So I tried to go back in, but you know, it's probably better I didn't.
3: Seth, so, what did you just admit that you applied to us this year when we asked you about your health?
8: Oh, I don't know about lying, more of uh, not telling the whole truth.
0: Just switching gears a little bit. You obviously committed to CU several years ago. If you were, if you could put yourself in the shoes of a recruit now, would you find CU even more appealing uh, based on facility upgrades, the progress that the program has made? What, what, how would you see this program if you were able to put yourself in those shoes?
8: I think, I think it's a hard question asking me because I'm not one for tangible items. I guess. You know, when I, when I committed here, uh, it, it wasn't the best football team. Uh, we didn't have the facilities or the use of uniforms. And so I, I, I'm probably not the best to ask. But I think being a more materialistic society that we are now today in these days, I think that it will definitely help in terms of recruiting kids. And um, some kids will see the, the progress we've made. And on offense, defense, and special teams, and you know all the the new fancy stuff. I mean, I see you guys see all the new pictures are put up on the walls outside. And it'll definitely help. You know, I don't know if I would choose it over that, but I think a lot of kids in this day and age would.
3: So, were there different degrees to this injury?
8: Yes, I, I believe so. From what I understand, um, I didn't break any bones, so I think for the most part, um, people break bones as long as. Um, I guess injuring it as well, and so I got lucky, you so know. Tear? Yeah, cool? yeah, and you know I'm just just blessed and thankful, so. what yeah. so
3: did, did they tell you like how where it falls on the degree scale? Is it worse? I don't
8: even know if there is a degree scale. I just know I didn't break any bones, which I'm thankful for.
2: So it's not a broken foot, then.
4: It's
2: I
8: didn't it's break any. An no, I didn't break any bones. No. Is
4: it a sprain mis- <laughs> injury? Is your understanding about a Frank, you said you spoke to Chad. that no, he had that injury kind of late in his career. Champ Bailey had it late in his career. And those sort of, I think, kind of were the beginning of the end of those guys' career was that injury. Is it your understanding that having it kind of as a younger uh, person, it's not quite as debilitating as it is if you're maybe in your mid-30s and have played for 15 years?
8: Or... Uh, that, that, that might have something to do with it. You know, I, I'm going to do my best not to let it stop me. You know, I think that I still have um, some time left to play football, hopefully. And, you know, I just can do my best to rehab and focus on that and being able to walk again. I think that's the first step for me.
3: Sepho, do you expect to be the starter when you get back healthy?
8: I expect to compete to earn my spot back.
5: Anything else for Seppo? Thanks, guys. Thank you, sir. Yep.